Hello. Hey, Monica. Hi. How's your day going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for asking. Well, this is the first official The Artist Circle Gallery podcast sessions. And these are just going to be some real casual, fun conversations with artists that um, know me, I know them, or they've been a part of the group. Um, first one is Monica Lubiani. And Monica, what yes. kind of artwork do you do? Yeah, so I primarily work in fused glass, um, which is kind of a process of stacking and fusing glass um, and melting them together in a kiln. Um, anywhere from, you know, one to four days or more even, depending on the project. Uh, what, what drew you to this kind of artwork? Well, you know, I was, I've always been attracted to glass. Um, I grew up in a Catholic church with big stained glass windows. And when I was supposed to be paying attention in church, I was always looking at the windows. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> You know, I, it's always just been, it just really draws me. Um, and I love the way that the light passes through glass, it's colored glass, you know, it's just gorgeous. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of, I started in stained glass and then worked my way into glass fusing and I've just fallen in love with it. It's just a blast. Do you think that you always wanted to be an artist or it was just kind of passion and then you evolved into doing it more full time? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I don't necessarily think, you know, when I thought like, what am I going to be when I grow up? I don't think artists was necessarily first on my mind because, you know, they always tell us growing up, like, you can't make money as an artist. <laughs> so, right, you, know, I right. thought of, uh, you know, kind of a different, uh, different stuff. And so, um, you know, I've always, I've always been, I've always enjoyed art and that was, you know, those are my favorite classes in school. Like anytime we had art classes were a blast. Um, and so I think it was just kind of a, it's a fun question. Like it went from, you know, trying to, to get a, you know, a quote unquote real job, right. Um, to, you know, being let go and, uh, they, our newspaper shut down when I was a journalist and uh, kind of being forced to reevaluate like what I was doing and um, kind of, you know, especially we, we moved here from Cincinnati. Um, we're coming up uh, five years or so here. And it's just so funny that like, that was kind of that turning point of like, okay, we're starting something new, you know, let's see if we can't, you know, change gears, change focus. And, um, you know, I've really kind of been going ever since, um, since the move to Texas here really has been, um, kind of that big time in my life that has changed my career, um, completely. And I love it. I'm having a blast. That's awesome. Um, what is your background as far as education with yeah. glass and art and like, what are your future education plans? Sure. So um, I actually went to school for journalism um, and, you know, they, they of course wait till your senior year to warn you, like maybe journalism wasn't the best idea. <laughs> and uh, you know, at that point you're kind of stuck, but um, I did, I did work for a couple newspapers and I loved it. It was a blast. Um, cause I'm, uh, I'm very much a people person. So, um, you know, that kind of was no, no, uh, real hard kind of thing to interact and talk with people for a living. Um, but, um, 
you know, so I did that for a little bit. The, the newspaper, like I said, that I worked for, um, people just aren't reading the newspaper. (laughs) So, uh, they actually shut down our whole office. And, um, I did a little bit of, uh, grant writing and community work in between. Um, and then, yeah, I had, I'd been working on stained glass, um, at that point and then taking classes, um, and fusing. And, you know, I just started to like really, really fall in love with it. And, you know, that's, that's when we kind of reevaluated like, Hey, you know, I had been selling some of my stained glass, like around Christmas and stuff like that. And so I had been making money, um, you know, selling my art. And so, um, when we, so we moved here in 2016 and, um, started my Lubiani studios official fused glass business here in Texas. Um, and so I've been running my business since, since then. And then now, um, I've just enrolled in, uh, Texas A&M university commerce, um, hoping to get a master in fine arts. So, um, kind of, you know, taking, it's funny to see where that journey has taken me. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, really making a career of this beyond, you know, selling, at shows and, you know, kind of doing my hustle, but, you know, looking forward to seeing where this next part of my journey takes me. I kind of speaking on that because I know like your work and, um, do you think that it's going to evolve in a way that you go from, uh, work that you're trying to sell for a while, you know, during Mm -hmm. grad school work that you're trying to convey a message or for sure. Something in that realm. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. Um, because it's, it's interesting because obviously when you're, um, you know, running your business of, you know, running an art business and having to kind of do the hustle of like, okay, if I want to make money, I got to make things that sell. Right. So, I make right, a lot right. of jewelry and, you know, some of those quick, like, you know, do I enjoy making the jewelry? Absolutely. Do I love like creating that? Yes. But like, I'm definitely ultimately making those for kind of quick turnarounds so that I can buy more glass and do more art. Right. Um, and so right. it's kind of, um, you know, even just in, you know, I'm only a week into grad school here. Right. And like, we're talking about all these different like seeing art in different ways. And yeah, I think it's definitely going to change what, what people are seeing from me um, in terms of less, uh, you know, cookie cutter, if you will, and more like actually making art for art's sake, you know? Um, Right. So that's kind of, yeah, I'm I'm excited about where it's going because um, like, for example, right now I'm uh, working on a commission with somebody uh, to make this Venus flytrap, And I'm so excited about it because, you know, I'm not doing that every day, you know, like, so it's, it's fun when I get the opportunity to, uh, you know, create something that, that somebody has in their head, you know, and be able to, uh, convey that in glass is pretty exciting. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, you know, you've got this, this possible commission coming up. Yeah. How do you, go about finding collectors and how do you price your work? Yeah. Yeah. um, You kind of grow that field because I know a lot of emerging artists tend to overprice the work and then they wonder why they're not selling. So you have to find that that optimum range. How do you 
determine your optimum range. Sure. And I think that's, um, I think that can be so tricky, um, especially starting out um, because I've even, I've, I've gone kind of even just with the jewelry, like started one place, scaled back, scaled up. And so it's just funny, like um, you kind of, I'd say, you know, as you're, as you're kind of growing as an artist, um, you kind of price based on experience a little bit, uh, you know, for those folks that are just starting out, like I was never, um, brazen enough to put, you know, some big price tag on stuff because I know my cost of materials. I know, um, you know, my level of experience and I know that I don't, uh, you know, in the beginning didn't have any real clout. So, um, you know, for me, you know, I was always a little more timid and, um, kind of playing around with pricing, but I feel that as I've, um, you know, been in the business now for like six years of, of strictly fused glass, um, I feel confident that I know what I'm doing. Um, and I have the know-how that people don't, you know? And so I, I think you can kind of price accordingly in that sense. Um, but in terms of like finding customers, um, you know, it's definitely, I feel like it's, Honestly, it's a, it's a who, you know, thing a lot of times more so than it is like your publicity. So, um, you know, working with other artists and, um, and a a lot of times I'm getting commissions from like going and doing that groundwork of going to a show and setting up, people see my work, um, and maybe they're not buying stuff that's there, but they're like, Hey, can you make me a sink? Can you make me this thing? You know, um, And it is fun. And it's fun to have repeat customers because once you kind of like um, work with somebody and they get to know you as an artist and as, you know, and they're your clients, um, they're going to come to you first when they're thinking of doing that decorating thing, you know? Um, So I've got some, I've got some loyal, uh, loyal customers. And I really love that, you know, even if it's a small thing, they're coming back to me like four different things. Um, and I love those clients that challenge me. They're like, Hey, you know, my, my example would be, um, you know, I made a, a fused glass tree skirt uh, last Christmas. And that was something I never, I would never consider that. And, you know, I had my clients go, Hey, here's this crazy idea. Can you do it? And, and I love that because that, that helps me to think, creatively and again back to that like not making that cookie cutter stuff just to make money that's that fun like hey let's challenge you artistically and also pay you at the same time (laughs) so um, it's a lot of fun is there anything that ever hinders your creativity um yes um I would say it's it's funny it's kind of like a double-edged sword like my studio space can often hinder my creativity if it's a little too cluttered But then at other times, um, I know this is not a good way of promoting being a messy person, but sometimes my clutter helps my creativity (laughs) because I might see things like sitting next to each other, like colors or things that I'm like, oh, hey, that looks cool. (laughs) But um, I would say definitely um, just keeping a... a clutter-free workspace because that's, that's something that definitely at times, like if I go in my studio and it's a mess, um, you know, I may not feel the drive and honestly, like the time of year sometimes like really messes with you. Like, you know, we've been sitting inside with all this COVID junk and I think it definitely can take a toll on you where you're like, man, you know, cause I like to get my creativity when, you know, I, I find that I'm so inspired when I'm out and about. Right. 
And so when you're stuck inside, it sometimes can really kind of dampen your creativity. So that I would say those are some of the things that hinder my creativity per- personally. Right. Because we're both used to publicly showing our work yeah. in shows and pretty much those have been gone exactly. for a year now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I firmly believe that artists inspire artists. Oh, absolutely. And hanging out with each other and seeing each other's work mm-hmm. drives us all. And I feel like COVID has just taken over yeah. all those boundaries that we're looking for. Yeah. And um, do you think that COVID has increased your creativity or in some way kind of made you have to work harder sure. to what, be creative? What's funny to me is like, as I was like prepping for uh, grad school, like just getting my application together, working on my CV and portfolio, I realized like how much I actually accomplished this year. And like some of my favorite work happened this year. And I was like, Oh, you know, like we were so kind of like in the thick of it that you're not really seeing what's happening. But I have to say it almost like forced, um, it forced me to be creative because I didn't have excuses to get out and to go and do other things to distract myself, you know? Um, and, and I know it sounds silly, but like, um, with COVID, like, uh, my husband, you know, teaches up there at AM and, you know, they all had to work remotely from home. And so it was actually really good for me because before when he'd go off to work, you know, I just, you know, I could easily just watch TV and not be creative. Right. Um, but you know, having him like, okay, well he's teaching right now. So I have to be quiet. I have to be out of the way. And so I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to work on work, I'm going to go work in my studio. And so that, it actually helped me personally, just having more of a structure, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, I, I actually think that um, it's definitely like made me think about like what my work is a little bit more too. And like, um, I know it sounds silly, but like my way of kind of dealing with this COVID stuff is, has been to try to pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. And so like, that's, I'm doing that in the form of art. And so all my stuff is like bright and sunshiny and like, la la la, like nothing's happening wrong in the world. (laughs) And so I guess I'm a little bit in denial. So um, no, no political pieces from me, you know, as of yet, but, uh, more just kind of maybe self-coping <laughs> through my art. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, I think that through COVID, I guess artists are kind of expected to be the historians yeah. and storytellers of it. Yeah. So I think that when the season passes that we're going to see a lot of unique work yeah, yeah. from fellow artists that center around COVID mm-hmm. um, as well as the political atmosphere. It's kind of a throwback to me to the 1960s yeah. and activism. Yeah. And we're going to start seeing that. Um, what advice would you give an emerging artist that's just deciding, Hey, I want to be an artist full time. Yeah. Um, I would say um, there's a few different things I would say, you know, give, give it your all, like give it a hundred percent, give it 200%. Right. Um, because if you don't kind of just completely dive into it, it's you're, you, you have to kind of commit to it as if it was, you know, something different, you know, like you got to go a hundred percent in. And I think that, um, 
you know, working with mentors, I think has been super helpful for me. Um, you know, I, coming into this, I had a glass mentor that taught me how to do fused glass and it has always kind of been there along the way. Um, where like, I might be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I have this question about something and run it by him. Um, you know, also kind of connecting yourself with other, um, artists and groups of artists that maybe like specialize in the same thing you do. Um, because then you've got sort of that little built-in community and someone to kind of bounce ideas off of sometimes. Um, and honestly, like if you've got the, the muscle for it and the time, which, you know, if you're trying to do art full time, um, go to shows, enter, enter exhibitions, you know, like just go, you know, try everything. Um, with the exception, I will, this is my one little tiny bit of advice that I would give. Um, cause when I first started in like different shows to try to sell my glass, um, know your market and, um, keep an eye on True. these shows because I, you know, foolishly, um, you know, would sign up for these sort of arts and crafts show and it's really just crafty stuff. Um, you're not going to sell your work there. <laughs> you know, you might sell a few things, um, but you know, look for those, build up a portfolio so that you can get into those juried art shows and do more, um, handcrafted shows and things like that. You know, if you really are trying to sell your work, um, and then of course being, and I need to be better at this truthfully, um, is like, uh, being on top of social media. So like, um, that's one thing I'm trying to really go hard this year with Instagram. Cause I've been good on Facebook, but I have not been good on Instagram. And, uh, you know, when these young kids come up and ask you like, Hey, (laughs) are you on Instagram? You know? And then you're like, yeah, I've got like five things on there. Um, you know, definitely keep that social media presence and post stuff all the time, show people what you're working on. Um, and just, again, get to know, get to know people. I know that's a lot of, (laughs) that's a lot of, uh, tips, but I'd say maybe the biggest thing is just to get the mentor and to find, other artists that you can kind of vibe off of, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. I think mentoring is really important. I mean, even at my age, I look to artists that have been around forever uh-huh. and get their input because they're longstanding. They have the reputation. Right. Um, and I think as an artist, you're, you're learning every day, new technique, yeah. um, you know, and like the Instagram is a really good point. It You have to kind of stay on it every yeah. day. But there's so many people looking at art on yeah. Instagram now that it's almost like a personal catalog exactly, that you're putting exactly. out there. Yeah, because so I think that was yeah, because as you know, you're trying to gain these clients, they're going to go look at your Instagram. They're going to look you up, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, once, uh, you know, just thinking about, you know, teaming up with other artists, I mean it's great to have that support system because, you know, I think about times when, um, I've been successful a lot of times it's because I've been referred by another artist or, um, you know, another artist has said, Hey, check this out. You should try this out. Um, and I think a little bit too, like, you know, obviously know what your limits are, but go in with confidence, you know? Um, and it takes a little bit to like kind of build that up because I know in the past when I was kind of doing commissions, like, um, 
you know, some things make sense to me, but they don't make sense to people that aren't in glass. And so, you know, even in the, you know, six years that I've been doing this, I've learned like, look, you got to know, know what, know what your limits are, show people what they can expect and, you know, and maybe point them in a direction that, that where your skills shine the most, you know? Um, very true. Yeah. Yeah. My meager little life skills. Well, I'm just really um, <laughs> excited that you and I are going to be taking this path of graduate school it's together. Awesome. And um, I, you know, I consider you like my partner in crime yeah. with art, even though our art really has nothing to do yeah. with each other because you're yeah. glass, I'm mixed media. But I think that we're able to bounce ideas off yeah. of each other and work through things and um i'll be honest the first time you told me you were making that glass christmas yes. <laughs> tree skirt i just sat back and i was like how, how is that going to even happen how is she going to- <laughs> and then it's so amazing so i was like okay never doubting her again just listen and go yeah. forth and yeah. well and i think that's yeah. what's so out- cool too and that's why you know why i kind of stress like you know getting those artist friends because you know i think about like yeah, just even in our conversations, like as I'm getting prepped for this uh, show at the Texan, like I was truly stumped and, you know, kind of just having that little like, I don't know, what was it like a five minute conversation about, um, you know, changing, you know, my my idea of my ideas of what I was thinking of doing. You're like, hey, why don't you try this? And and like and so it's cool because like, you know, and a lot of times I, you know, I probably go back and forth between like you and Greg, like, you know, just getting getting like, hey, what do you think I should do? Um, so, you know, when you challenge me with that, that green, you know, just doing green, I think it's going to be like, I'm excited about it. And so like immediately after yeah. our phone call, I was like sketching stuff. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and, cool. just, like, and that's Very the cool. thing is like, you know, cause I consider you a mentor and like, and a friend. Aww. And so like, it's just cool, you know, um, cause you've, you've got more experience than I do in, in that world, you know? And so you know, I, I really, I definitely took what you had to say, uh, with heart and I just, I'm excited to, to, sh- to, to do it and to see how it turns out. Like I mean, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I totally can't wait and to put it up on the artist circle. Um, I just want to, I want to thank Monica for being our first Yay! guest with our <laughs> pod sessions. Like I said, these are just going to be really casual conversations. A lot of these artists are my friends. Um, we started the artist circle a year ago and it has blossomed into um, coffee table books in an upcoming in-person show, monthly calls for art, and now our podcast. And I just want to invite everybody to check it out because it's for emerging to established artists. And um, it's a really good way to get your work out there through COVID times since a lot of in-person shows aren't happening. And um, it's just, a circle of friends just creating and inspiring each other. So thank Absolutely. you again, Monica, Thanks for being here today. Me. I had a lot of fun and I can't wait to hear all the other artists to come. All, all right. right. Take Bye care. Again. Bye.